Hey, welcome to episode 14 of the Dark Mystic Quill podcast. I am your host, L.A. Jacob. Today I'm going to build on the Altars podcast a few weeks ago. That time, This time I'm going to get into the meat of witchcraft and talk about sacred space. What do we do? What do we need sacred space for? Why do you use it in a ritual? But first, our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by Paper Angel Press. They're a small publisher, and they publish historical fiction, fantasy, magical fiction, and sci-fi. They also publish nonfiction, such as a book on cleaning your house of clutter, and another about sexual trauma. They're looking for submissions for 2018, so if you have that manuscript that's been taking up room in your drawer or hard drive, make this the year that you send it for a look-see by a publisher. Paper Angel Press, where people realize their dreams. Let's first define what is a ritual. A ritual is usually a moment in time that you perform or say something that is out of the ordinary in a sacred space, with a specific goal in mind. The ritual can be for something to manifest in your life, a worship of the gods, or a prayer for something to happen to someone else. However, I have one belief when I do a ritual. This is the belief that whatever you do comes back to you threefold. You do something good, you get it back. You do something to hurt another one, you get that back too. Trust me, karma is a real bitch. You may have heard the rule, harm none. I don't follow that rule because I think the first rule trumps it. If you really, really want to hurt someone, be prepared for the consequences. And if someone really hurts you, are you actually going to turn the other cheek? I don't think so. So that takes care of the rules of a ritual. Next, you need to create the sacred space. Hopefully, you have your altar. Put it in the north, west, or east, whichever you're comfortable with. North is traditional because that's where the sun does not go. West is optional if you want to start something, east if you want to end something. I usually put mine in the northern part of the room. Next, you need to mark your quarters. You might need a compass, but you don't have to be exact if there's something in the way. You can use stones, symbols of the directions, elements of the directions, or candles with colors of the directions. There are four directions in a circle, which is what the sacred space is going to be, and there's some correspondences with that. I'll put them in the show notes. I usually use jar candles with the different colors or scents that remind me of that quarter. For example, north is a gray candle that smells like fresh mulch. Yankee Candle doesn't sell it anymore, unfortunately. West is a blue candle that reminds me of the sea. South is red with mom's apple pie, and it smells like cinnamon. And east is white, the scent of clean linen. North symbols are earthy, west is water, south is fire, and east is air. Your sacred space does not have to be a perfect circle. It could be an oval or just big enough for you to turn around in. If the corner of your bed happens to be in the southeast quadrant, don't worry about it. Begin in the north, and using your athame and imagination, sort of draw the circle from north to west. Concentrate on creating a line separating your space, the sacred space, from the outside world. When you get to the west, 
Place your candle, stone, or representative of the West in that quarter. You can light your candle if you want. Usually, I don't unless I want atmosphere. Go from west to south, south to east, east to north. Again, if there are any things in the way, draw over them. Some people say not to leave that circle unless there's an emergency. I agree with that. Hopefully, you have about a half an hour to do your ritual without getting interrupted. Pets and children going in and out of your circle won't disturb it, although children may feel something weird. Not bad weird, but just a change in the air. Next, you perform your ritual, which I'll get into in a few other podcasts. You state your purpose, do what you need to do, then banish the quarters in the same direction that you call them. Some people do it backwards, north to east, east to south, south to west, west to north. That's called Widdershins. Personally, I believe in equal time, so I banish the quarters in the same direction that I laid them out. You point your athame and imagine it's a straw, pulling up the energy that you laid down. Place the athame in the north when when you are finished, so you can ground it. There are four so-called pillars to magic. To know, to will, to dare, and to be silent. You know your ritual, you use your will to do it, you dare yourself to do it, and you don't talk about it. If you talk about it, it lessens the power. Next time, I'm going to give you my own go-to ritual for prosperity. Now, I'll warn you, I have yet to win the lottery, I've never won the jackpot at the casino, and I certainly haven't had a windfall of money to come my way. But I've used it for emergency purposes, and most of the time, the money or extra time to pay the bill has come through. Magic works for you if you let the universe give it to you. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.